Shabbos Daf Yud Aleph. Yesterday we had four sayings from Rabbi Bamechasio, and today we have five. The first one is, always make sure that your shul is the tallest building in the city, because otherwise it could cause the city to be destroyed. That does not include towers and forts which are not built for living. Ravashi is the Rosh Hashiva in Mechasi said, I saved the city from being destroyed because of the saying. I never allowed anybody to build above the shul. The, the city was later destroyed, but for different reasons. If a person says, Rabbi Mechasi has a choice to be a servant, it should go in the following order. First, he should serve a Yishmaeli. If that doesn't work out, go for a Roman. If that doesn't work out, go for a Chabar or a Parsi, Iranian. If that doesn't work out, only then serve a Tamil Chacham. Because if you upset a Tamil Chacham, the consequences can be disastrous. Worse than a Tamil Chacham is a Yasem Balmana, a widow or an orphan who Baruch was very close to and listens to their crying. Another saying says Rabbi Mechasi, the worst disease is the disease of the intestines. The worst short-term pain is that of the heart. An ache, the worst one is a headache. And the worst thing that a person can have is a bad wife. Rabbi says, and the Rishonim explain what this one means. Rabbi Mechasi says, if all the oceans were ink and all the heavens were paper and all the reeds and wood in the world were pens, and all the people were writers. They wouldn't be able to write down all that is going on in a king's heart. Because he has so much to deal with that it's impossible to write down. And some are trying to explain it means that you should never judge a government because there's so much going on. You should die for the gov- government, etc. Rabbi Machasi says, if a person has a very bad dream, there's nothing like a good fast to get rid of that dream. Just like fire destroys linen, a fast destroys a bad dream. In fact, Gemara says you should fast immediately, don't push it off, even if that means to fast on Shabbos, which typically you're not allowed to do. Gemara tells us, Rabbi Shua went to visit Rabashi, and they brought out in front of him the best veal possible, igla tilta, and he refused to eat it. He said, I'm fasting today. They said, well, you could always push off a fast, be mashlamet, do it on a different day. He said, not a tainus chalayim. Tainus chalayim you have to do today, even if it means to fast on Shabbos. We had in the Mishnah of a person started taking a haircut, or he went to the bathhouse, or he started his meal, he doesn't have to stop to say Shemona Esrei for Mincha. But Kriya Shema he doesn't have to stop for. And then the Mishnah finishes off, but he doesn't have to stop for Shemona Esrei. What does that mean? We already said that once. Says the Gemara, we're talking about somebody who's learning Torah. You don't stop learning Torah to Daven. And that is if you are, like Rav Shimon Bar-Yichai, somebody whose job it is to learn Torah, and he never stops learning, then he doesn't stop for Davin Shemona Esrei. But he does have to stop for Kriyashma, which is the Eraisa. The only time they don't stop for Kriyashma is when they're debating whether or not to add another month to the year, a Ibur Shana. The Mishnah says that a tailor should not walk out with a pin. Just like a writer should not walk out with a pen a half hour before Shabbos because he might come to forget that it's Shabbos and he'll walk Dalad Amis or he'll bring his pin or his pen from Shayachat to Shusarab. There's a mission in Erevin that says that a person should not stand in one domain and drink from another domain from a cup. So you shouldn't stand in Rishasayachat, lean over into Rishasarabim and drink, or vice versa, because you might bring the cup back into the other Rishos, you'll be over on Yitzah. And then the Mishnah finishes off, the Chaim Begas, and the same Allah applies to a wine press. Abaya learns that a wine press is a Carmelis. In other words, we discussed already Rishasayachat and Rishasarabim, now we're talking about a third Rishos, which is the Rishos Midrabanam, like a sea, a valley, a smaller street, not 16 Amas. 
And the Mishnah is telling us, don't stand in a Carmelis and bend over into Rishus HaYachet or vice versa and drink. Rabbi says, no. That would consist of Xera Xera, and we don't do Xera Xera. It's a double safeguard. Meaning, a Carmelis is a safeguard that you might carry in Rishus HaRabim. So that's one safeguard. Now I'm telling the person, don't carry something before Shabbos because you might carry it on Shabbos. That's a double safeguard. We don't do that. So what is the Mishnah talking about? Miser. Before I drink wine, I have to take 10% and give it away to Miser. That's only if the wine is a finished product. But if he drinks it from the wine press directly, his whole body is in the wine press, then it's, not a, it's a non-finished product. He doesn't have to take Miser. That's what the Mishnah is telling me. We have a similar Mishnah that says, Remeyer holds, that if you, if you dilute wine, doesn't matter if it's with cold water or hot water, and you drink it casually, meaning, it's a shtia sarai, you're leaning over into the wine press, roishe virube, most of your body's in the wine press, you don't have to take a miser. Reb Lezer says, no. Once you dilute the wine, that's the finished product, you have to take miser. And Chacham make a compromise. They say, it depends. If it's diluted with cold water, I can always pour it back into the wine press, so it's an unfinished product, I don't have to take miser. But if I use hot water, then I can't put it back in the wine press, it'll spoil the rest of the wine, then I must take miser. Now there's a Braiser that says that a person should not take a pin and put it in his clothing and walk outside before Shabbos. Unlike our Mishnah, that we can't prove exactly what's talking about, maybe he's holding it in his hand, and to walk with a pin in your hand would be a Dairaisa, putting a pin in your clothing is only the Rabbanon. So over here it says, there's a Gzeir Ligzeir, don't put the pin in your clothing, that's one Gzeir, walking with that is only the Rabbanon. And the second there is, you might forget. So the Gemara, we must say, in order to explain Rava, who says there is no Gzeir Ligzeir, it goes according to Rabbi Yehuda, that holds that a professional, a tailor, since it is the way for him to walk out with the pin in his clothing, then that's not considered xera anymore. So now we're down to one xera. Similar to what we have in the Braisa. It says that a tailor should not walk out with a pin in his clothing, nor should a carpenter walk out with a pencil or a piece of wood in his ear, or a money changer that used to walk around with money in their ear to show people that they were money changers. And if he does so, he's putter, but it's usser. That would go according to a mayor. But a Rabbi Huda says that a professional person, that if that's his profession, he is chayav, it's only everybody else who is potter. And there's a contradiction in the Bryces. One Bryces says that a Zav that has emissions, and he wears a pouch, a kiss, a diaper, to see whether or not he has additional emissions. It's also for him to walk out like that on Shabbos, because it's not the way to walk around with a pouch. And if he does, potter, avil aser. It's aser. No more than that. The other Brises says, not only is it Aser, but it's Chai V'chatos. Perhaps we can reconcile the Brises and say, the Brises that says that it's Aser goes according to Rabbi Yehuda. This particular person, it is his way to wear a pouch. And therefore for him, it's Aser is considered the derech to wear it. The other Brises goes according to Rabbi that says, since most people don't wear pouches, it's Potter. Says Abaya. Even Rameir agrees that it has to be that no one wears it like this. Where if some people wear it and some people don't, the professionals do wear it, Rameh will agree that it's Aser. Baraya, if somebody drills a hole, that a professional usually drills a larger hole, and he drills a smaller hole, you think this guy is Potter? Of course not. Therefore, Abayah says, we're talking about one Baraisa, a Zav only saw two sightings. And in order for him to be a Zav Gomer, he has to see three sightings. So for him, it's necessary to wear the pouch, that's why he's Chayev. The second Baraisa is talking about that he already had three Re'iyos, and it's that day 
So therefore, the pouch doesn't really accomplish anything, and that's why he is potter. The fact that the pouch prevents his clothing from becoming dirty, that's not considered enough of a usage of a tzorich, and therefore he is potter. Have a wonderful day.